Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different. Over the past few weeks, I've been sharing lots of hints and tips with you really and talking about marketing and strategy and all the different ways that we can be sort of writing content on social media. But today I wanted to do something quite different. This is gonna be one of these episodes where I share some pretty personal behind the scenes stuff with you because I think this is an important conversation. So the title of the episode I think I've put at the moment of recording is what to do when you feel like giving up. Because this is a conversation that I've actually had with quite a few people I know in the business world recently and also some of my my clients as well. We've been having these sorts of conversations behind the scenes because I think the reality is, and we all know this, that not everything in business always goes to plan you know we and we know this as well for so many things don't we like people who maybe they show up online and talk about how you know in six months they made all this money or they did all these things what they don't talk about perhaps sometimes is the five or ten years it took them to get there (laughs) because the reality is for most of us the way our businesses grow and evolve is through sometimes trial and error sometimes things work sometimes things don't work you might have a great plan that you think is gonna you know everyone's gonna buy it and it's really what they want and potentially it flops and then on the flip side it can also be the case that you kind of do something last minute throw it out there and it ends up turning into your biggest service that you offer (laughs) and I think that's just sort of the way of these things sometimes I have genuinely not really met a business owner who hasn't gone through at least one period of maybe like not necessarily wanting to give up but having those little moments of wondering like is this gonna work am I doing the right thing here I think it's like a really common emotion that we all feel especially when we get started but even then you know I'm six years down the line and I'll be honest with you sometimes I still get the odd little wobble and I think those wobbles come because as your business grows you kind of move into different levels and you find new different challenges going up to that different level it's a wobbly ladder on the way up there and I kind of wish that we talked about this a little bit more and you know behind the scenes especially with my one-to-one clients I talk about a lot of this stuff you know all the time and I'm really open and honest with them and I think that's why, you know, for a lot of my one-to-one clients, we have such great relationships and we're, and we're really sort of open with each other is because for me, I don't like to paint this kind of false picture. I want people to know that they're not alone when they're having struggles and challenges and that, you know, most of us behind the scenes have these things. But what I do want to do though is talk in this episode about some of those challenges that you might be experiencing. Some of them you might resonate with, some of them you might think, no, that doesn't really apply to me. But this isn't going to be a therapy episode, don't worry. I'm not going to sit here and pour my heart out to you and <laughs> tell you all these uh, sort of worries and troubles. But what I do want to tell you about is worries and troubles I've had in the past and then what I 
did to kind of overcome them and how I dealt with them. Because again, one thing I will say is, you know, for me, I definitely am one of these people that I won't necessarily talk about the kind of problems that are going on. Let's say right now at the time of this recording, there's maybe some stuff going on in the background in my life. I won't talk about that until maybe it's finished or it's over and I kind of know what the outcome is because I think that's more helpful for you as well. So in this one, I'm going to be talking about kind of historical challenges that I've come across and ways that I dealt with them. And of course, one of the things I'll definitely be talking about is money, because when we first get started, I think that kind of period from like zero income to reaching a point where you're comfortable is probably one of the most challenging stages of business. When you don't have much cash flow coming into your business, that is stressful because we, you know, we all need money to survive. And it's also probably why maybe around sort of, I think the statistic is about only 40% of businesses sort of make it past the first three years. So that's really a very low number. So I think cash flow is probably a huge part of it, but there's also maybe some other things we're going to discuss here that factors into it. I don't want that to be the case for you or any of my clients. You know, I want your businesses to be a success because again, I've yet to meet a business owner who isn't really passionate about what they do and love what they do and want to make a difference in the world. Also as well, for a lot of us, it's so easy, I think, in those early stages when we're on the cusp of something really good and it's just around the corner, it's so easy to kind of give up and maybe go do something different. And for me, you know, that regret would always feel so much worse than failure. So we're going to talk today about what you can do to overcome some of these challenges and also talk about the importance of like self-belief and motivation. And most importantly, though, having a plan, not just relying on the universe to deliver, but also having a plan (laughs) up our sleeves of what to do. I'm going to talk a little bit about money worries and that sort of like resisting the temptation to kind of run back to paid employment when that's the one thing that we all perhaps ran away from in the first place. I'm going to talk a little bit about sometimes when we create a monster in our business and we feel like we kind of want to burn it all down. And then I'm also going to talk about maybe how sometimes we find ourselves in situations in our jobs that kind of challenge our values and our beliefs. And it makes us maybe question some of like the services that we're offering or even the clients that we're working with and kind of what to do in that situation. So let's get started by focusing on the money side of things. If you're somebody listening to this and you're just starting out in your business, this is maybe something that you can relate to or for a few of us who are a few years down the line. Again, I'm sure we can remember these days. So I think for lots of us, when we first get started, growth can be quite slow. You know, most, I know, you know, most people listening to this podcast were in kind of the education or training world or something sort of like service-based like that. And most of us don't really come from sales or marketing backgrounds. So what an emotional roller coaster is when you first get started. (laughs) It's exciting. There's so much to learn. It can definitely be overwhelming. I remember my experience was that I would have maybe like a little flurry of sales, which felt really exciting and I was on track and then all of a sudden it would go really quiet. Now, you know, at the time, because like I say, I was so new to kind of sales and marketing, I couldn't really work out what the correlation was. So it all felt a little bit hit and miss, which was of course quite stressful. And, you know, in those early stages, my number one priority was, can I pay the mortgage? Can I pay the bills? Anything else is an added bonus on top of it. In terms of like overcoming that sort of situation, there's a couple of things you can do if you kind of feel like that's maybe somewhere, something you can relate to or a situation you're in at the moment. So one of the main things is thinking about like your priorities in your business and where you're spending your time. So I always say, you know, if I feel like I've got a huge to-do list, which to be honest, I think I have done for most of my, my self-employed life. But, you know, in those early stages, that to-do list really does feel huge. And what you want to really focus on is 
looking at all the things on that to-do list and narrowing down which of these are actually going to make me money today. So fiddling around with colours on your website, as much as you might enjoy doing that, (laughs) that's not necessarily going to bring in sales into your business. But going and learning how to market your business, learning how to kind of show up consistently, learning how to fine tune your messaging and kind of hone in on like who your ideal clients are and who it is that you want to work with and talking to people like honestly you can't I can't emphasize enough the importance of talking to your audience so not just you know putting adverts out there and hoping for the best but also going out there and speaking to people and finding out what it is that they want what they want help and support with actually in both my businesses something I did that really helped me in those early stages where I felt like things were a bit slow and I couldn't quite get a full grip on what I wanted to do is I started running free sessions it wasn't so much when I was doing face-to-face I'm sort of talking I guess here more in the context of when I wanted to start an online business so what I did was over one Easter I think it must have been about four years ago now maybe four or five years ago it was quite a while ago I created this little Easter course now you know many years down the line now Easter is the one time I certainly would not be doing free courses because it's one of the busiest times of the year you know and we sort of sell out courses and things now if we ever run them but back then I was super quiet and I knew that I didn't have a big enough audience to be selling big courses. So I thought rather than sitting here for two weeks twiddling my thumbs, I'm just going to go all out and I'm going to offer some free sessions for people, promote it like crazy and just see what happens. You know, if it totally flops, never mind. Uh, And if it doesn't, well, hopefully I'll get some sales out of it. And that was honestly one of the best things I could do because one, of course, there weren't many people offering free things at the time. So it helped me to really stand out from a marketing point of view. Being a classic over-deliverer, I also gave away so much value, arguably too much value, (laughs) but people really loved the little course that I ran. And then off the back of that, my audience probably doubled, I think, during that period and I had so many inquiries come through and then I managed to sell out my first little group course off the back of that. So what I did by doing that little free course, one, it was a great marketing opportunity. It taught me a lot about marketing. It taught me a lot about kind of putting myself out there. It also, you know, really put me in kind of a stretchy, uncomfortable zone because I'd never really done like Facebook lives before. I'd never kind of promoted myself in a way that felt, you know, (laughs) shameless for want of a better word. But, you know, the results spoke for itself and all the things I was worried about didn't really happen and there were probably a couple of little technical hitches along the way but it was free you know so there were there wasn't like high expectations there wasn't like massive pressure on me in that sense so fast forward a couple of years when I then started Love Mondays Club I had one client who had come to me asking to help with their business and I knew you know I loved it and I thought this is definitely something I want to do and I want to create but again a bit like with my education business I was sort of sat here with hundreds of ideas on the table thinking I'm not quite sure what to do. So one of the first things I started doing, this is almost two years ago now to the day, is I started running these coffee and coaching sessions. And I know a couple of regular listeners of the podcast um, actually came along to those original sessions. So hello, if you're listening. And thank you for sticking with me for two years. (laughs) But what I found from doing those free sessions was, again, my number one aim was to turn up and just talk to people, you know, answer their questions, find out what it was that they were stuck with, go away and create services and support off the back of that. Because of course, everyone who came along to those sessions, you know, they knew they were free. It was a safe place. Like lots of people really got involved and asked me lots of things. But ultimately, we all know that these sorts of freebies do tend to lead on to paid services. 
And again, I created a sort of like mini mastermind off the back of those coaching sessions. I hit the number of people I wanted to work with. And again, the kind of rest is history and everything's grown and evolved from there. I guess the kind of the main takeaway there from helping my business to speed up was to still focus on sales, but to also create a sort of opportunity where I could get in front of lots of people, giving them lots of value, kind of showing off my skills, giving them something for free as well. Like sometimes when we get started, that does really help. And, you know, like I say, those are things I did in the beginning, but I've never done it since. You never needed to do it since because that was just what got the ball rolling for me initially. So if you're feeling a bit stuck and you do feel like you need your audience to grow, or even if you just feel like you're not quite sure what people want, having conversations, creating the opportunities to just ask people, you know, what are you stuck with? What do you need support with? That right there is going to help you to go away and create amazing services that your audience are definitely going to want and need and be willing to, you know, buy from you. That's kind of the first part of Money Worries. The second part is when we maybe find ourselves doing something that we don't enjoy anymore and we want to leave it. But so, for example, a lot of people I've worked with in the past were maybe sort of in the education world, you know, working for schools or things like that, and they wanted to leave. But, you know, going from sort of full time employment to then no employment is scary because all that kind of regular income disappears and how are you going to replace it? Are you going to match your salary? How long is it going to take? You know, so many different questions. Also as well on the flip side, I've also worked with lots of people who have their own business, kind of self-employed, and they've done it for a little while and then they've decided actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something different. How do I escape the tangle that I've made for myself? (laughs) Now again, both of these situations I can really relate to. So in my previous sort of like full-time role that I had I was working for a charity and I really loved it and I you know I was really happy there but I also kind of knew it wasn't long term like it just didn't have the progression that I wanted and just generally I'm not made for employed life you know I, I need a bit more freedom so that was of course very scary to kind of leave that and go and start my own business and I was quite you know I was relatively young I was in my like mid early 20s and we just bought somewhere so suddenly there was all that pressure of a mortgage and everything else and then sort of again fast forward to then I'd built my I left and I built my tuition business I was really happy with it but then two years ago I decided I want to start Love Mondays Club and I thought oh hang on a second I actually think I prefer this a bit more to my tutoring business but I can't just suddenly give up everything in the tuition business and start doing Love Mondays Club because you know I've kind of built myself a very solid steady income it feels like I'm taking 10 steps backwards so these are kind of situations that I I talk to lots of clients about who, you know, are kind of in either of those uh, positions. The one thing I always say to people is, I guess it kind of depends on, there are so many factors it depends on. Like, if you are somebody who's in a maybe position where you can save up money. So this is one of the things I did when I left my my job, when I kind of knew that I was going to be leaving and that I was going to be becoming full-time self-employed, I created a little savings pot for myself. And it basically had, you know, three months worth of like mortgage payments and bills and things like that. So I thought if in a worst case scenario, I do not earn a single penny for 12 weeks, I'm still going to be able to contribute to the house. Now, of course, one thing I will say is that that never happens. You know, you you generally have a plan. You've hopefully generally sort of got something set up and also nothing beats the adrenaline of walking out of that paid employment for the last time thinking, oh my goodness, I have to go and run my own business now. And um, you will work harder probably than you've ever worked before. (laughs) 
But, you know, that's for me, that's the excitement of running your own business is that freedom and the opportunities that it presents to you. It's still a little bit scary. One side of it is kind of having a savings pot. So it kind of gives you a bit of time to like relax and ease into it and take your time if that's what you want to do. The other thing as well is I always talk to people about the kind of transitioning period from one role to another. In an ideal situation, and I guess this is a little bit more of what I did when I kind of went from tutoring more into Love Mondays Club, I very strategically planned out a kind of transition period. So I knew it was going to take me about a year to get from kind of finishing up with a lot of the tutoring work that I was doing to then making Love Mondays Club more of my full-time job. Now, you know, the balance has swung massively at the time of this recording. So I now spend roughly 20% of my time still running the education business. And then the rest of it is all stuff that I do, you know, running Love Mondays Club and doing my masterclasses, this podcast, all, all sorts of different things that go on in the background. The whole thing with this is really about making a plan and being very like intentional about what you're doing. So one thing I always emphasize to people is try not to get sort of stuck in your business where you're just sort of working day to day, you know, doing the work, but not necessarily doing intentionally or thinking about where it's going to lead you. I knew I didn't want to give up my education business. I knew that actually for me, it's a really important aspect of running Love Mondays Club is that I still, you know, have my finger in another pie for want of a better phrase. And, you know, over there, I experiment a lot. I try lots of different marketing sort of tools and different ways of, you know, like putting products and services out there. So what that means is when I come on this podcast and I talk to you about it, I have real life experience of it. You know, the stuff I'm sharing with you is stuff that's either worked for me or or not worked for me. Plus, I enjoy it. You know, I always say once, once a teacher, always a teacher. It's hard to let it go. You know, what I did was for about a whole year, in the in the education business was spend time setting up systems that would allow me to just step back further and further and further and have so many more like automations and processes in place and one of the really important things we did as well in the education business was we simplified it so really we just created one core offer that was very scalable and very sellable and that made you know that made it just so much easier to transition because when i first had the idea of sort of changing from one role to another you know, I had like one-to-ones going on. I had kind of group programs that would last, you know, I was committed for at least 12 weeks. I had sort of membership things, online courses, you know, there were so many different kind of feathers to the bow. Whereas now those services do sort of still exist, but they're a lot more streamlined and a lot more emphasis is just put on kind of one core service, which is the membership. Uh, Anything else around it is like ad hoc or, you know, seasonal depending on my time and and also the demand for it and things like that. So I guess that's my top tip for you there is first of all giving yourself a little safety net like a little savings pot or the second one is thinking about making a plan to transition. And I guess being honest that you know it's probably not going to happen overnight, but it doesn't happen overnight for anyone. I've yet to meet anyone anyway though. So what you need to do is kind of map things out and think about, you know, how you're going to move from one to the other. I would also kind of set yourself financial targets like that's something I did so you know I thought to myself once I hit x amount in love Mondays club then I can maybe get rid of so many one-to-one clients you know and what this did mean for a few months is my income sort of went up and then it dropped a little bit because I had to let go of you know some of the education business but then that freed up time for me to then bring on more clients for love Mondays club so it was a little bit spiky up and down, but if you then zoom out over the whole year, it still goes in an upward trajectory. And I think that's, again, the really important thing is accepting that, you know, maybe 
it's not going to be big profit, big profit, big profit every month. But again, it's that whole thing of having a plan, doing things really intentionally and making sure if you're letting go of one thing, that that's then giving you time to then go work on the other thing that you want to do. And again, going back to what I was saying, that it's a money making activity as well. You know, it's not something that's procrastinating branding or procrastinating. I think is a phrase I've used by somebody else before. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that from the transitioning. And I guess the last one that I wanted to sort of lightly touch on was this time last year. So this time last year was that awful period where, you know, our economy in the UK sort of went to pot for want of a better phrase. And of course, all the mortgage rates went through the roof or started going through the roof, the household bills, all the energy crisis, all those sorts of things, you know, they all sort of happened, what was it over maybe like an eight week period, which was pretty grim. This is an example of kind of like what I sort of alluded to at the beginning of this episode of things that like, I didn't talk about this necessarily too much at the time, because again, it was like a little bit of an uncertain period for us. But you know, now in hindsight, it's it's something that, you know, I'm happy to sort of about. So, you know, like probably most people listening here, we were pretty awfully affected by those price rises. Again, without sharing too much, you know, we had a mortgage that was on like a tracker. Also as well, to add to this, I think the sort of also drama was that my partner at the time. So just before all the crisis, my business had been going really well, things were growing and we'd kind of decided between us that my partner was going to do a lot more of his own work and set up his own business as well so that we could totally have that freedom that we were so, you know, working towards and desired. You know, it was going into what would have been quite a busy season for him. So it seemed like a sensible time to do it. You know, it was also September for us. So it's kind of like that back to school feeling. And I knew the education business was going to be really busy and Love Mondays Club was going well. So um, yes, everything felt really optimistic and like it was going to all work out. Little did we know. And of course, you know, what happened was there were lots of traumatic mornings of listening to our radio alarm going off with being told over and over again about the interest rates going up and you know it, it got to the point where our our household bills I think at one point had increased by like a thousand pound a month which is an insane amount of money and you know there was there's so much financial pressure that comes with all that sort of stuff and you know of course I'd be totally lying to you if I didn't sit here and say there were moments where you know we me and my partner looked at each other and thought right well back to work we go <laughs> the dream is all over. I don't want to be sort of negative Nelly here, but like that's the reality of it. Like that is kind of how we maybe felt a bit at the time. But I think one thing, and this is kind of the how to get through, I guess, how to kind of get through these moments is that one thing I think being self-employed teaches you is that you have to be, you've got to be a bit resilient and that sometimes these curveballs do get thrown at you. But actually in many ways, the one thing that I was really grateful for was that we were self-employed because, you know, a lot of people I knew were also obviously going, like all of us were affected by these like awful price rises. But for a lot of people I knew who were on incomes, for them, there was, it was a lot harder for them to suddenly find that extra money to pay for these bills. Whereas, you know, something we discussed sort of in our house about being self-employed was that, okay, for me, I'd kind of spent years working towards this idea of like working less and earning more and giving me that flexibility. And all of a sudden I'm sort of sat there thinking, right, well, seven days a week, here we go. It's like COVID all over again. (laughs) But in many ways though, I'm very grateful that at that time that we were self-employed because we may be in a moment of slight madness. We maybe spent one afternoon looking at jobs, a little bit for me, not not too much though, but more also for my partner, which to be honest, like I was 
for and against mainly against because you know I know how hard it is to set up your own business and it feels like a you know a big step backwards if you you have to go do something that you don't want to do so this really put fire in our bellies to make make it work you know make make sort of things happen so um obviously financial stuff you know got sorted but then the main thing was was we sat down and sort of really made a plan about okay well if this is kind of the the money situation, this is how much we need to earn. And again, we just made a plan in our businesses about maybe what other services we needed to offer. You know, for me, what I did was I went back to the education business where, again, I'd built such a strong foundation in it. I had, I've kind of referred to this, like I think in other podcast episodes, I talk about them like little taps or little dials that you can turn on. And so all I did was just offer for a little bit of extra one-to-one. And I got a few extra students, you know, we agreed to kind of work over a short-term period. And then straight away, I got those hours in. It didn't actually impact too massively on our sort of timetable and things like that. And ultimately things were covered. And then, you know, as it was and the situation kind of the dust settled a little bit and we all got into a new sort of routine of these things and work picked up and kind of momentum kept building. We kind of made it through that stressful period by just having the opportunity to go out there and and do a little bit of extra work. So, you know, I guess the kind of lesson that we really took away from this is like, one, we can make it through hard times. Two, you know, that like these curveballs do come at you sometimes and they hit you like a sledgehammer. It's not a fun experience to go through. But it is one of these things that like if you can survive it, maybe for a couple of months, you will 100% come out the other side much stronger, much more resilient, much more confident. Um, And it'll really show you kind of how your business can can help and support you during these tricky times. Um, So, yeah. I hope that little share was helpful for you. Normally, my podcast episodes are around sort of the half an hour mark. So um, I clearly have a lot more to say on this topic than what I thought this was going to take me. So what I've decided to do at the end of this episode now is this is part one. So what I'm going to do is say goodbye to you for this episode and leave you just on that last note. But next week, I'm going to share with you part two, where I'm going to carry on talking to you about the idea of like, sometimes when we create a bit of a monster, in our business and what to do with it and finally that whole thing about challenging your values maybe trying to make some changes in your business so I hope you found today's episode helpful um like I say there was quite a lot of personal sharing going on in there I will admit I had a bit of a crunchy feeling at a few points when I was talking about it but I guess you know the thing for me is like you know and I'll talk about this in the next episode about the values and, and sort of how much you show up online and what you talk about but it's one of these things that like we all go through challenges and and I think we we all go through these kind of tricky situations sometimes and because we don't necessarily talk about it too much or you don't see people talking about it too much online it can feel quite isolating I think when you're going through it so I guess that for me is the main aim of this episode today and I hope that's helped you if you are or have been kind of through like money worries at some point in your job to know that you're not alone but also to know that like you have the opportunity you have the power to kind of make big changes in your business and you know maybe sometimes you have to go and do things that aren't ideal maybe you have to take on a little contract somewhere that just gives you a little top up or take on a few extra clients that does eat into your personal time a bit but the whole point of this as I've kind of mentioned earlier is having a plan in place and knowing that like this is short term this isn't for the long term and it's going to help me through this period in my business and yeah being honest with yourself and kind of being resilient and keeping going and also asking for help that's a really important thing as well so yeah 
if you've listened to this episode and you feel like this really resonates with you and you would like to have a chat with me about this and maybe get a bit of extra support in your business, then please know that my door is always open. I'm always happy to have a very honest chat with you about these things. Quite often in discovery calls, what I do with clients is we have a big chat about their business and where they are. And we just have a really honest conversation about, you know, whether now is the right time to invest in support, how much of a difference it's going to make for you in this moment. And, you know, generally I'm always happy to give a bit of advice on those calls as well and help you along the way because that is the whole point of Love Mondays Club. So yes, I will see you in next week's episode for part two. And if you do want to book in a call with me, the link as always is in the show notes. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.